0: No, sir. <laughs>
1: your hosts for the day are corner of the galaxy's josh gessman and la times soccer reporter kevin baxter let's start
2: the show hello everybody welcome to corner of the galaxy from the box on corner of the i'm your host josh Guessman, coming to you on a monday july 12th la galaxy have an off weekend but getting ready to head back out on the road for their longest road trip of the season three games coming up for the la galaxy Starting with Vancouver at at, at Real Salt Lake and then Real Salt Lake at Real Salt Lake and then off to Dallas and then back home again. Uh, We got some information on our live event coming up on July 31st as well. We want to get to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, Some team awards coming out, a little bit of Gold Cup talk in terms of the LA Galaxy players who are out there and playing. So uh, we got a little show thrown together for you leading up to our live Thursday show. Uh, which will get you ready for the weekend so a lot of fun stuff to talk about a lot of things to get to to help me do all that is the panda himself mr kevin baxter kev how you doing buddy all right. You see, I got the
0: old school Manchester United jersey on today. This is in, uh, in tribute to Marcus Rashford. I, I like, uh, it. I like it. I like,
2: I always like when you start out the show frozen too. Cause it's like, people think <laughs> that like, maybe you're just like sitting there really, really still for a second. And it probably takes them at least 30 seconds before they realize that you're actually frozen, like on the, on the video. Yeah. yeah. I'm
0: unfrozen now. Oh, okay. You see? Here's the jersey.
2: Okay. I was just, I was just playing around, but yes, I, I see that little Marcus Rashford support. Um, uh, can I say real quickly to all of my English friends, I'm sorry that it went down that way. That's a, that's always not a that's not a fun way to lose. Uh, and to my Italian friends, uh, wow, what, that was that was fun. And uh, the the fun part about that, Kevin, was uh, I had a friend um, who actually landed in Napoli the day of the final got to the hotel, like ran to a bar in order to be able to watch it just before the game started, so it was there for the whole thing. And I'm pretty sure I was still getting videos sent to me at like 30, 5 o'clock a.m. Italy time with people still on the streets dancing. So it was it was pretty fun.
0: Well, you know, I it, it's really tough for the uh, for the British, well, the English fans in this case. But, you know, they've lost seven times. They've been eliminated seven times from a European championship or World Cup in penalty kicks in the last 31 years. Guys like David Beckham. You know, right. Garrett Southgate, um, a lot of great, play- Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard, have all missed penalty kicks, uh, you know, in major championships. So this is anything new, I guess, necessarily new for the English fans, but, um, uh, you know, it, and anyway, Italy deserved to win that game. They dominated they that game. They haven't lost in 34 games. They have a 34 game unbeaten streak. Um, I was talking to a guy at Caesars Palace who runs the sports uh, betting uh, business over there at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. And he talked about how soccer is just blowing up right now. The reason being, you had Copa America. Right. You had the Euro, both on at the same time. They both ended the same weekend. Um, and now you got the Gold Cup starting, out, starting up. But it had a little less action. But he says anytime Mexico or the U.S. plays, they do well. So um, another thing about the Copa America final before we move on. Brazil played Argentina, right? We know that. Uh, Messi finally got his major international title. Right. A score from Angel de Maria very early on in the game, and that stood up one to nothing. Messi's won only one other international tournament, and it was a U23 tournament. It was the uh, Olympic title back in 2008 in China. They won that game. They beat Nigeria one to nothing. You know who scored the only goal in that game? Who? Angel de Maria.
2: Wow. So so both times, uh, Messi lost a tro- times. Uh, an yeah. international trophy. It's because of uh, De Maria. That's kind of cool.
0: And De Maria is Neymar's teammate at Paris Saint-Germain, so kind of an added thing there.
2: Nice. Oh, yes. And one last thing. Um, which you've said three I, times now, but no, I can yeah, do. Yes, I, know. I I like it.
0: Um, you know, th- anyone that follows on Twitter Galaxy History, which is a great—we were talking about this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Galaxy History is a great little thing on Twitter. Um, I saw some posts this morning about uh, the guy who runs it, Dan Chapman, as a Galaxy fan. He has a son, Kai who's eight years old. Kai has uh, 16 soccer jerseys in his in his dresser. Um, he has a Gerard and a Efrain Alvarez one. Efrain Al- Alvarez is his favorite player right now, by the way. Um, and so he's a Galaxy fan too, but also uh, an Arsenal fan. Soccer Diva will be happy to hear about that. Anyway, when he woke up this morning and heard about all the race o- racist abuse that uh, those three English players who missed the penalty kicks were taking, uh, he reached into his uh, drawer and got a soccer jersey, his Arsenal soccer jersey out, and wore that to school today. It was it was non it was uniform day. He had to wear a uniform. Didn't wear it. Wore the soccer jersey. Was reprimanded by the teachers, but applauded by all of his classmates in third grade uh, for that sort of. Uh, I guess statement of civil disobedience in favor of the players.
2: I, I'll say it. I'll say exactly what I said to you whenever you told me that story. I go, it's never the kids that are the problem, right? It, yeah. the, the kids always seem to understand it. It's usually whenever they, whenever the adults get in the way that uh, that seems to be a problem. So yeah, um,
0: well, Dan Chapman taught his son well. If you're if you're gonna blame the parents, credit Dan Chapman. Uh, galaxy history uh, founder uh, for this one because clearly he taught his son well
2: yeah amazing he does all that from from the other side of the pond too people I don't know that everybody realizes that but he's usually on UK time uh, has a job that allows him to uh, to sort of do some of that in the middle of the night which is he, he's he's a middle of the night worker um, so he's able to stay up and, 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 uh, cover LA galaxy, watch LA galaxy games whenever they're early in the morning. It's funny. I was talking to a French fan of the LA galaxy today, uh, somebody who's in our discord and we were sort of talking about a bunch of different things, but he, he was talking about how, um, he has to stay up really late in order to watch galaxy games and does it most of the time, but the midweek games he can't do because, you know, he has to work the next day and he goes, and then I'd be useless. And, you know, that wouldn't work, but I, I just... The dedication, I mean, you know, we complain whenever I, well, I certainly complain. I complain whenever it's like a seven o'clock start on a weekday because I'm like, wow, how am I going to get there with traffic? Um, and then there's people who are staying up into the wee hours of morning, Kevin, uh, in order to be able to watch the LA Galaxy. So always, always sort of fun to, to keep that in. Let's get some super chats out of the way. Uh, Aaron says, this is funny because you uh, Kevin and I were talking about this with Michael Araujo in the press box the last time we were there. But Aaron goes, "I was trying to remember how Kevin got the nickname Panda, but I be- blanked. Please remind me. Are we we're still a little fuzzy on exactly how it went down, right?"
0: No, not not. Uh, well, yes and no. Yeah, we were talking one time. I forget how Panda came up, but I talked about my in, increased girth. Which has uh, increased even more during the pandemic. Right. Uh, and and how I felt like I was panda-esque. And then I started joking about how I do like to taste the bamboo and and you know, pandas generally sleep and
2: and have body functions.
0: sleep and poop. And yes. I thought, well, I do a lot of both of those, so maybe <laughs> I am a panda. Yes. And it just kind of stuck. And it's funny too, because I'll be walking around uh dignity health sports park and people call out kevin 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 and i'll just ignore him and then when they say panda i stop and say hey how's it going
2: yeah that's it so to reinforce if you want to get kevin's attention call him panda um and then aaron laughs and says panda fuzzy i get it so we were a little fuzzy in the details the pandas are a little fuzzy too uh i'm gonna get this name wrong it's either it's either stefan or stephanie um because it's a -A s-t-e-p-h-a-n-e how would you go with that
0: Stephanie
2: Stephanie okay so we'll say it Stephanie uh, gave us a $10 super chat chat, celebrating the Italian win win as a Scotsman Um, so uh, also Pavone apparently headed to Europe uh, headed to Marseille oh really Kevin you you know all about Marseille don't you Uh, I know I've been there yes that one time
0: yeah I went there to do a story on Frank McCourt owning the team
2: yeah yeah. Um, and, and spoiler,
0: spoiler alert not popular <laughs> <laughs>
2: well i was gonna say not popular here either so that doesn't really surprise me whenever you uh whenever you get to all of it so anyway um that's sort of the stuff there's some there were some things i sort of wanted to pull out just like galaxy notes to start the show off and and get to so i want to touch on those before we sort of talk um a little bit about some of the other news that's out there uh galaxy as i said in the intro start their longest road trip of the year three games uh basically it's only two locations though and i'm assuming right now although we don't have the schedule that proves it i'm assuming. Schoon- Assuming, Kevin, they are staying in Salt Lake between those two games because uh, they play on Saturday and then they play on Wednesday. Now, they could come home and then they could go back. And maybe there's some bene- beneficial energy to doing that at altitude where, you know, the whole idea is some people say you get there as late as possible. So that way the altitude doesn't affect you. And then you, you get out of there as quickly as possible. That was
0: Bruce. That was Bruce Arena's theory.
2: Yeah. So I think I forget. I think Greg Vanny mentioned that in one of our channels. He goes, I don't necessarily believe in that. Right. And it was like, oh, okay, well that makes some sense too. Um, so there's that, or do you stay there and you're not going to get acclimatized in that amount of time. So you're basically your muscles dying off, your fitness is dying off while you stay there. So maybe they come back and maybe they go. Maybe it is a quick trip um, going back and forth. But however it is, that's how the LA Galaxy are going to go and then a trip to Dallas as well. So um, those three games in rapid succession, again, uh, there were two games to start the month of July, uh, and now there are four games to end the month of the month of July with three of those games being on the road, uh, in terms of the hardest road trips in the world though, Kevin, uh, not exactly the hardest road trip, uh, especially the first team that you play should, uh, and I think galaxy fans would agree that it should be a win, um, playing against Vancouver again, although it was a tight game the last time it shouldn't have been a tight game. Uh, the Galaxy get there a little bit harder playing RSL and then quite honestly playing a bottom dweller in, in Dallas is the third game. Um, I, I think that lines up well for the LA Galaxy to take points from these three possible nine points out of the three games that are coming up. I would be uh, I'd be pretty stoked. I think if the LA Galaxy got minimum of four points out of that um, and I would think that, you know, maximum of six. I know people are going to say you win all three of those games, but one of those games you're not coming away with a win. Um, and I think it's no, against it's still RSL. It's
0: tough to win an MLS on the road.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, people, people discount that all the time though. I hear it all the time. Oh, well, you're going to go in and beat RSL at home. Oh, you are. You're going to, you're just going to waltz into their place with their fans at their altitude on their ridiculously hard, bouncy pitch that basically plays like turf. And you're just going to beat them because they're not that good, but they are, they're a decent enough team. Um, and so there's some there's some pitfalls in this next three games, but I thought that was interesting. Um, the LA Galaxy, by the way, are one of three teams that have eight wins. Kevin, most in the league. Uh, the Galaxy have only played twelve games, however, and Seattle and Sporting Kansas City, the other two teams with eight wins, have only played. Uh, have already played thirteen games. So. Um, there is a, a difference there whenever you look at that. So the LA Galaxy, again, being put, I think, in a fairly good situation um, whenever you look at how many games they've played and the games in hand that they have and, and that type of thing um, seem to be putting themselves again over and over sort of in a, a position to succeed in the Western Conference.
0: But personnel is going to dictate a lot of that, too. I mean, I know they're going to get Derek Williams back, but they lose Sebastian Lejet, Still going to be without Dos Santos and Efrain Alvarez. Right. Um, so, you know, there's going to be, uh, especially playing at altitude, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the substitutions, not only the, the players when they come on, but, you know, when the substitutions are made, who it is, who it is that you substitute with. So, uh, you know, it's like you said, it's not cut and dry. It's not as easy as you might want to think it is just looking at the records.
2: No, it, it's not. I mean, this is this is a tough stretch and it's going to be a tough stretch in a, um, you know, in a tough tough setting which is like you said shorthanded uh you know fisher's not there as a backup so the galaxy are, are relying so the, the bench is a little thinner uh you know people gonzalez isn't there with a thin center back but like you said you get Derek williams back so i mean there's lots of things to navigate here for for greg Vanny, and he has to make a lot of choices as well um and i think it's gonna be really interesting to watch this you know this difficult um this difficult stretch and how greg Vanny manages those decisions coming up um, do, do we
0: know do we know yeah. that how many Galaxy players are vaccinated? Are they 100% vaccinated? And I ask that because you're hearing like the Dodgers aren't 100% vaccinated. The Lakers weren't. Are, they, are the Galaxy 100% vaccinated?
2: They haven't told us. I don't know. Um, it was a question that I thought should be asked. Um, but there's also the the way whether or not they're going to tell you or not. You know, It seems that the teams who are announcing that they're 100% vaccinated or not are sort of doing it on their own. Um, but you are seeing that some of the Canadian teams are trading players who aren't vaccinated because they know that they're not going to be able to get them over the border. Uh, back and forth. And I wonder if the LA Galaxy are going to have to eventually go north of the border up to Canada, to play any of their teams, play Vancouver, really. Um, although this is sort of negates that once they play Vancouver this weekend. Um, you know, whether or not they're going to have any problems. And that's how we're going to find out. I don't, can we even ask? Is that a HIPAA violation? Well, I think it's a HIPAA thing. And, and the Dodgers, for
0: example, we didn't know that Joe Kelly wasn't vaccinated until he showed up at the White House with a mask on, mm-hmm. was the only player that had a mask on. The, the reason I bring that up is if you look around at the Gold Cup, Curacao had to pull out because not enough players. Uh, were, were at past their COVID test. They didn't have enough players to play. Right. Uh, we know Haiti had five, we're missing five players and they played the U.S. Right. Um, so there's some COVID stuff going around uh, the Gold Cup and, and the Galaxy have, you know, they're going to have went, Sebastian Legit out there now with five players in the Gold Cup. Um, and maybe the Costa Rican team is fine. And, and so, you know, Giancarlo Gonzalez is fine. But what if they play Haiti? What if they play a team where there's a, you know, a COVID infection and those guys aren't back Do they have to go into some sort of quarantine Uh, that really hurt a lot of teams in the playoffs last year when they were coming back from international duty, Uh, you know, LAFC being one with Diego Rossi, uh, you know, had to quarantine Brian. I think Brian Rodriguez had to quarantine as well. So would the galaxy be in a situation there with Neil Fisher or some of these other players, maybe, maybe Jonathan and, and Efrain, would they possibly have to quarantine if they're not vaccinated?
2: Yeah, it's interesting, um, you know, sort of sort of looking at all those different things um, and how it's going to go. And I think that's all going to play into uh, what is happening here with the L.A. Galaxy and sort of how, how things are going along. Um, one of the other things that I thought was really interesting um, in in just looking at some of the stats and where the L.A. Galaxy land, uh, the Galaxy ranked fourth in MLS with goals scored with 20. Um, behind Kansas City with 24, Seattle with 22, 23, and New England with 22. Galaxy are tied for second in MLS with 20 goals st- scored inside the 18-yard box. Notice that didn't change. The Galaxy still haven't scored a goal from outside of the box. KC uh, has 21 goals, uh, Seattle 21, and New England 20. Um, so that's a, that's a, all goals scored from inside the box. But the Galaxy are 14th in the league, basically halfway in the middle of the league with assists, Kevin, with just 15 Which is again an an interesting sort of way to look at how the LA Galaxy uh, are playing. Uh, The other thing I'd say is the Galaxy are 20th in Major League Soccer in goals against with 18. Seattle is number one. They've only given up eight goals this season. Um, And the Galaxy are worst in MLS in shots against with 75. Uh, LAFC is currently the best with just 36 shots against them uh, total. So um, just a whole bunch of interesting things just to tell you how important Jonathan Bond has been, which anybody who watches, we've we've seen this, right? The LA Galaxy are fifth in MLS uh, with save percentage, 75.7%. Um, so Jonathan Bond is, is way up there with Seattle being the best at 81%. And they've gone through two different goalkeepers. So I just dug through some of those stats and, and wanted to throw them out there. Any of those surprise you?
0: Uh, no, no. Well, yeah. I mean, the LAFC giving up the fewest shots really stuns me because that was, they've been an off, offensive team their entire lifespan. And their idea of defense is when you give the ball up, win it back. It's not to actually play defense. So, right. so that, that surprised me a little bit. You know, I was talking to Jonathan Bond last week and we talked about you know, if somebody looks at the statistics, how many shots they've given up, how many goals he's given up, they would say, wow, you know, the Galaxy defense isn't very good. This Jonathan Bond guy is not all that great.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: if you see him play, you have a totally different perspective. And so we talked a little bit about that, and, and he talked about how statistics are the absolute worst way to measure a goalkeeper. And, he, and he, he's not fa- in favor of statistics in a lot of different ways. But he said a goalkeeper, he said, yeah, I, I have a lot of saves, but how many of those are shots right at me? or balls that just rolled to me, I picked them up and I got a save. He goes, hey, you, you have no idea of how tough those saves were. You really don't get a, uh, an idea of how good a goalkeeper was. Is And, and you know, what if the shots, uh, the goals that I've given up, what if they bounced off somebody or they bounced off the post? It's not really a goalkeeper's, you know, fault when that happens. So he said statistics are a really difficult way to measure a goalkeeper, um, uh, you know, as opposed to, I, I guess it'd be the same as any other position. A guy – who takes 100 shots a game and scores one may have a bad shooting percentage but you don't know what kind of shots he's taking
2: yeah yeah i, I certainly understand yeah uh, i i'm aware by the way of everybody in the uh in the chat room saying that there's a huge uh, audio and video delay um we're not seeing it on our side unfortunately so uh, it seems to be something in there in the middle somewhere, um, that is, that is happening. So I, I don't know what to tell you. We'll, we'll work on fixing it, but for at least on our side and what we're sending out, it seems to be in sync. So just giving you a, heads we need up
0: subtitles.
2: On that. That's yeah. Well, especially with the way can get like
0: SAP and do it in Japanese and we, we,
2: that. we could do that. That's a, that's a great, that's a great idea. Um, let's go to, uh, one of the team of the week, uh, winners. Uh, We have uh, the guy who's only played, you know, 180 minutes in Major League Soccer already has a goal scored. uh, Has played at uh, defense for the LA Galaxy almost as much as he played what his real real uh, uh, position is at central defensive midfielder. Uh, Ryan Revolution uh, was named to the MLS uh, team of the week. Uh, He gets in there as a defender, as you would expect. That's where he was playing. Um, A little side note that on the bench, Sebastian Legette also made the bench for the team of the week as well, um, and and played very uh, very well. But I mean, you know, we've talked a little bit about him um it's it's super interesting to see you know this guy come in and kevin we're always talking and we're always preaching hey everybody you know have some patience with these guys um have some patience with these guys uh you know let them adjust let them find their way into the league and you have somebody like you know ryan who comes in and apparently doesn't need any time to adjust and is going to be out there bossing you know, Major League. Star. At this point, he's shown so well in the first two games that he played. And the first game was against Sporting Kansas City, a very tough team, right? Then he comes in and plays against FC Dallas and dominates again. At this point, if there's any drop off whatsoever, Kevin, there's going to be some sort of, you know, um, people are going to be like, oh, well, what's happening? What's wrong with him? Because he's shown so well in the first two games. You hope it's not just, um, you know, his his adrenaline pushing him for here. But he seems super comfortable.
0: Well, a couple of things about him. Remember, he was going in as a holding midfielder. He'd only been here about a week. He was going in as a holding midfielder. That's where he trained all week, I'm assuming. I wasn't there. But why would you give a guy two positions to learn in his first week? So right. that's where he was positioned. That's the interpersonal relationships he had. That's what he had to do. You know, that's where he studied the style of play. And then, uh, what, 30 minutes and 38 minutes into his first game, he's a center back. And that's where he goes four days later. Right. I mean, it, that is not an easy transition. Yes, I know there's similar positions, and I know Revolucion has played center back before, but he has new teammates. He has different teammates. They're speaking different languages, for one, mm-hmm. um, and he has to learn the style of play in a new league. Um, so there's a lot of, of truth to what you say. Is it, It's one of those situations where it's almost like I, I don't know who I'm playing against. I'm just out there reacting, and it's schoolyard soccer to me. Which is good, you know. Maybe that's part of it, but you also hope that maybe as he gets more educated around the league, that he's going to grow into it. You mentioned, I think, the other day that he scored his first goal, 107 minutes into his MLS career, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, you know, Salatan had three goals in his first 107 minutes. So, but then again, he's not a he's not a center back. But now I was impressed by the fact that he was able to move positions, to difficult positions, two positions that require teamwork and understanding, and he was able to make that transition not speaking the language. I mean, I just I think it says a lot for what kind of a player he is. Um, and by the way, another uh, thing, speaking of revolution and, and the French players, um, bond told me that they, everybody goes to Sasha to find out what's going on. You know, when they play, uh, like they go to question and say, is this a big game? Is this a rivalry game? What's the history of the Sounders? What have the Portland Timbers ever done? Uh, and he's kind of, uh, giving a class every week about the next opponent and the tradition and the history and which teams are the rivals. That's one of the reasons bond was so tuned in to grabbing the crest as he came off the field against San Jose and celebrating, because he had been told by question that this was a big game and this was the Galaxy's rival, and this was a win to be celebrated.
2: Do you, you know, I cannot wait till, there's there's a, something we're going to talk about here at the end, where it talks about young players versus old players, experienced players, and why Greg Vanny might not go one way or the other, or how that all goes. But that just, I mean, the invaluable guy in the locker room like Sasha Klesch not only speaks French by the way and can help now apparently not fluent because I tried to get him to be their translator um, and the Galaxy were like no that's not going to work because we really wanted to talk to you know uh, Kevin Cabral and, and Revolution after their goals right I mean that's what we do as reporters is whenever there is a guy who does something and certainly the the guys who both did it their first times that's what you want to have happen you want to talk to those guys and unfortunately because it was late midweek there was no you know a French translator available and so we're like well just get Sasha up there and like that's not really how it works you know he's able to sort of, you know, fit in pieces and and get the general concept across to people and do that. But how important it is across the locker room to have a guy like Kleschen, who not only can tell the guys who are foreign players coming in, this is an important game. We don't like them. The LA Galaxy and San Jose have been playing against each other from the very beginning and they're the original rivals and you need to know that. And you need to know that they're going to come over there and they're going to try to beat us. Because if you have a heavily dominated team that, like, especially if you bring in a whole bunch of foreign players that come in, they don't know that stuff, right? Because, say, San Jose right now is more of an underground rivalry. It's not a rivalry at all, if I, if you call it, because I think San Jose became, became sort of like, they were like, oh, wait, we have to try to win a game against the Galaxy? And they sort of fell flat. That was my take on the last game. But it's more of an underground rivalry. You have to have been around for a little bit to not just look at the bright, shiny object that's over here that's LAFC and LA Galaxy, and that's the rivalry you have to know that the LA Galaxy in Seattle don't like each other because they played each other in the playoffs a whole bunch because there's history there, right? I mean, there's these things that you have to know. And Sasha question knows that and he can pass that down, even if it's young guys coming on the team sometimes. Some of those guys weren't around whenever the LA Galaxy were playing the San Jose Earthquakes, you know, back in the back in the day. And so um, Sasha question is important for for a whole bunch of reasons. By the way, Patrick sent us a $5 uh, super chat, says the Google delay is because a Russian sub just cut an undersea cable by mistake. So see, I'm sure that. That's what it was. So,
0: um, yeah. The Russians again, by the way, Stephen A. Smith says all those French players got to learn English. So
2: yeah.
0: um, that should be solved. Mm, also, yes. um, Greg Vanny speaks French. Maybe he can translate for
2: there, us. There is a little Remember, He said he knows a little bit. He remembers, but he played at, I, I, did he play at two? Is that where he did? Or he knew somebody at two? What? Cause I remember revolution came from two and he was like, Oh, I pl- I think I played with their coach or something yeah, like that. And yeah, I knew I the see, system.
0: I, well, he played in France. He did. Um, and well, and the other thing is, is I think questions should go around and tell them, oh, man, this is our biggest rival every week.
1: Like,
2: yeah.
0: Vancouver. We hate Vancouver, man. We can't stand those guys.
2: <laughs> they they they, they uh, this rivalry that goes way back, way, way back. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. They. Uh, One
0: time a player killed the coach's <laughs> wife. We got to get him for that.
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, that's where we're uh, that's where we're gotten. So uh very good. And uh, Gerald just gave us a five dollar super chat as well, says, has everyone gotten their tickets for the 31st COG live event? Why don't we just, just segue with that? Gerald, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, We are holding a live event coming up on July thirty first.
0: That was planned. That was planned. I I
2: mean, if if I put one in there for five dollars, it was definitely worth it. Um, (laughs) uh, We have a live show coming up on July thirty first, a live event at Taps Brewery in Orange County. Uh, The address for that is one five five zero one Red Hill Avenue. You can just look up at Taps Brewery. At Taps Beers is on is on Twitter. If you want to look that up, Uh, we are doing tickets to this, and if you go to our live page on Corner thegalaxycom forward slash live. If you go to that live page, there's a link there for the tickets. The tickets are $5. Here's what I want to tell you about the tickets, All right? Don't feel obligated to buy them. All right. We're doing it to sort of help us, uh, help us, um, offset some of the costs of hosting and doing a whole bunch of things and hopefully helping us host the next couple of events that we're doing as well. So, but if you can't pay the $5, which I understand at times are tough. Sometimes if you can't pay it, please show up. All right, I'm, I, I'm, I'm. It's, it's one. It's like the honor system. Just show up, come, enjoy the, enjoy the talk. Let's fill it up. I don't care how many people are there. Um, if you can pay the five dollars, you can. Kids under sixteen get, for, get in for free. Uh, because why would I make kids pay five dollars? Do what, do what you want with that. But just understand that's sort of what the ticketing system is. I doubt anybody's going to be standing there scanning tickets unless we just want to get a general idea of how many people are showing up. So. Um, go to cornerthegalaxy.com. Click the live button. It is through Eventbrite, um, which is uh, uh, I actually use them for for a different event, and I thought that might be cool for us to try. Five dollars. I think it rounds a little a bit up with the service fees and stuff like that. So it's not tremendous amount of money, but again, I'm being serious. If you can't afford it, please show up. And you want to show up, show up. All right. Uh, there also may be a chance that you might want to bring your own chairs um, at some point. We'll keep you updated as we go. Uh, Mike Gray gave us a five dollar super chat and says said I'll be there. So that's how you know it's a party. So Mike Gray will be there as well. Kevin, uh, we don't know if you're going to be there or not. We assume you're not going yeah. to be because you're supposed to be in the Olympics. And we said we would we would patch you in by telephone, um, which we can do now um, and all that stuff. Are you getting a delivery, by the way? It's, say what are you getting a delivery by the way is that is that on your side or is that my side am i getting delivery or are you getting the
0: delivery okay
2: so then the the beeping noise is definitely from somewhere around here amazon's delivering another thing that i probably didn't need
0: by, uh, by the way did you tell everybody that you were picking up the bar tab at that that uh, that
2: is not true um i expect people to be buying me drinks that's that's what i'm that's what we're that's what we're going oh with. i
0: do hear that beep now so but it, i it's, it's not it's not a, here i can't see anything beeping
2: yeah, it's definitely on your side. That's good. Um, somebody's just delivering something. It's something you ordered from Amazon. You forgot about. It's taken like a week. It wasn't Amazon Prime, which is ridiculous. I don't know why you didn't just order Amazon Prime. You know
0: what? It might be my um, my Ted Lasso kit, my uh, Richmond a- AFC Richmond. I got
2: show. mine. I wore it for the last show that I did. So so we did that oh. as well um yeah no it's fine it just sounds like somebody's either trying to track you down what? with a missile or maybe you know one of those things it's it's, it's the oh, russian sub it is that's actually patrick made that joke said this the russian sub backing up so um there you go we'll come full circle with that joke already uh but anyway that's our deal uh corner Great of the com, uh forward slash live uh if you click the live button there you will go you'll be able to buy tickets we appreciate you for doing so and again if you can't come on over uh, anyway because we so love to have you. You can buy some beers, you can hang out all ages, that's I where we're going drink
0: beers that Josh pays for. Whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah well however that ends up happening. I'm sure. We're, it's also my fortieth birthday party kind of thing. We're doing birthday parties slash that. So I imagine there will be birthday beers afterwards um as well. So uh starts about four thirty PM our live show will start about five thirty. We'll go to about seven we are working on some guests. It might be more difficult with COVID restrictions still in play, but uh, we're working on some things. And as I get those verified, I will let you know uh, what those are. But so far, fingers but, crossed. I think we got some some good things happening. So did did, you, did Beckham and Donovan both say they were coming? Yeah. Well, David what? did. He said once this whole Euro thing blows over, he was going to hop on a plane and come on over um, to hang out. So yeah, we'll see if he shows up. Him. Him, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Beckham, you know, the whole Spice Girls. Yeah, the whole Spice Girls were actually coming to do reunion a reunion concert. A, yeah, that's what I heard. Um, let's get to some power rankings that I actually like, Kevin. Uh, this isn't ripping on anybody else's power rankings. This is just power rankings that are done with some thought, some insight and some statistics. All right. So you didn't do them. Did I you? absolutely didn't do them uh, okay. at Ben Wright on Twitter puts these out. And I think every time he puts them out, I retweet it and say, I love these so much. Um, And the reason is the factors are points per game, goal difference, um, XG difference, right? And strength of schedule. Those are the factors they put in here. I think if I had any suggestion to Ben, I would weight it towards, you know, recent results, like last five games, right? What happened in the last five games to sort of give it that little plus, because you can start to see in five games, a team trending upwards or trending downwards. And how does that affect your power rankings? But he has the power rankings um, in, I think, at least a logical order. And it's one based on more data than anything else. So maybe it opens your eyes to some things that you're not seeing. He has Seattle Sounders at number one. Nobody's going to argue that. Sporting Kansas City at number two. The LA Galaxy at number three. Personally, I feel it's a little high, but I can also see why it's there because the LA Galaxy are winning games and they're winning the games that are in front of them. The one that I think is surprising people right now, Nashville, number four on this power rankings. And somebody said, well, these power rankings are useless because Nashville's number four. Or, Kevin, is it telling us maybe we should pay attention to Nashville a little more than we are because I think maybe they're flying under the radar a little bit. Um, so anyway, that's, that's where it is. The, the worst team that they have here is inner Miami, uh, which doesn't look great for the LA galaxy um, in their, in their first win. But uh, if you look at the New York red bulls are at number 10, the galaxy beat them, right? Um, You know, Vancouver's down near the bottom. Doesn't again San Jose's down near the bottom. Doesn't exactly help the LA galaxy. So I think if you looked at the strength of schedule on this, the LA galaxy probably get penalized for that. And still the galaxy are in third place uh, overall. I just, I think it's a different way. Somebody said it looks like colorful spaghetti. I can agree with it that does. as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know about putting Nashville ahead of New England when New England is, is you know, at the top of the standings, but I think Nashville is a really good team. They have a ton of ties. I know they don't have, it doesn't look like they got a ton of wins. They have a lot of ties, but they're a defensive team and, and they're going to play, you know, low scoring, tight games. And so coming out of those games with ties, actually, I think is the idea that they're a really good team because that's the style that they play. Now they got to win because right. when you get to the playoffs, ties aren't going to get you to the title. But I think Nashville is a pretty good team. They really need a scorer. They need they need someone to put the ball in the net. But I mean, their defense with Dave Romney and and Walker Zimmerman, they're they're really good.
2: They they are. They're fun to watch. Um, Walker Zimmerman away with the Gold Cup, by the way, just FYI. So maybe next. Yeah, Nashville. you
0: know, and he was one of the guys that I thought had a the best chance. To win a spot on the uh you know a World Cup qualifying roster. Just he plays a position of need. He's an offensive threat at that position of need, as he showed yesterday uh in the Gold Cup Opener. I, I think he's the guy maybe to to watch for a little bit. And it was a big day for Galaxy people. Sebastian Legit, the captain, played 90 minutes. Yep. Jesse's artist, the second fastest player ever to double digit assist and uh and goal scored, second only to Landon Donovan.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. I mean, it was it was a big deal. It was also big if you you know uh for L.A. Galaxy fans when Mexico played as well because both Efrain Alvarez and Jonathan Del Santos played, and Efrain came in in the 18th minute after Irving Lozano got injured. Um. So Efrain Alvarez got a big run out with the Mexican national team. They didn't get the result I think that they were uh, hoping for, and I think U.S. fans can certainly uh uh maybe. Understand playing against Trinidad and Tobago and trying to get a win and and not getting one, um, so the 0-0 draw from Mexico. But Jonathan Dos Santos came on in the fifty third minute, so he played some of those second half minutes. F Ryan Alvarez came in in the eighteenth, so he got um, you know a, a really big run out with Mexico. Uh, the United States uh, got a one nothing win over Haiti. You talked about Sebastian Jet ninety minutes, captain the U S Men's National Team. Uh, O'Neill Fisher got a little bit of a run out. I think he came in in like the seventy second minute of the Jamaica game. Uh, they ended up beating. Um, who were they playing oh they're playing surnam um and i think they ended up beating them 2 to 1 or 2 to nothing it was it was it was one i was and i was trying to find the results just before we went in here again so i'll look them up before we have it i have it on another page and then uh people gonzalez for costa rica did play i think he came on wow. in the 89th minute and and got a whole minute um in there but people did suit up for costa rica and i think they won their game as well
0: that's his first appearance of the year for anybody anywhere
2: i mean it's not his. Not great for. He was playing with them in in some of their warmups and their friendlies, right? He was, and he was even starting for them. Um, Who
0: scored for Costa Rica? Uh, you know
2: that? I, dib dib dib. Hold on, I will get it. Ari Lasseter just scored. Former yes, LA Galaxy did. player. I, I I remember seeing that. Um, Jamaica two nothing over Suriname, by the way, uh, and it was Costa Rica three one over Guadeloupe. Um, so three to one there. Uh, Lasseter scored. Yep. Uh, Campbell scored for for Costa Rica. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of things. Um, I'll tell you, and maybe this is, you know, just looking at this, um, the CONCACAF Gold Cup seems like it's some, like, podunk tournament in the middle of nowhere compared to what the Euros look like. And maybe that's not a fair assessment, but seeing the refereeing already go sideways in these games, I worry about the health of every single Galaxy player that is playing in any of these games because as we've seen, two-footed tackles, um, can look like they're going to break somebody's leg and it doesn't get caught in CONCACAF, whether it's Champions League or anything else. Um, and, you know, you look at this and you say, OK, you know, some of these guys are going to play heavy minutes. I think Jonathan Dos Santos is going to play heavy minutes with Mexico. I think Sebastian Leggett is going to play heavy minutes with the U.S. men's national team. We'll see where Efrain ends up playing. But already they've shown a, a, a penchant to put him in in places for... Uh, you know, big name players who are, who are hurt or, or coming off. And I think Lozano might be um, out for a little while. He's out
0: while. for six, a month to six weeks. Yeah. So it may, it. it may be questionable for the start of world cup qualifying, which really hurt Mexico a lot.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it, it seems, uh, it seems like it's some, you know, backwoods tournament that's being played right now. And whether that's the lack of crowds or whether it's just, I don't know. I, again, the officiating for me turns me off from watching the gold cup most of the time. Um
0: well, I mean, come on, the Euro and and the Copa America, those are confederation championships, as is the Gold Cup. Yep. So the Gold Cup is the CONCACAF version of the Euro. Yes. Whereas no similarity whatsoever. No. Um, Watching those teams play, I mean, you you watch Barcelona, you watch Manchester City, whatever, good teams. But the national teams are kind of like an all-star team, because I think most club teams have one or two weak positions. It's just the way it is. Right. Right. But the national team, you get, you know, everyone in your country to pick from. And I think those are the real all-star teams. Um, Yeah, it's just – that's not a knock at CONCACAF. It's just – And the Copa America and the Euro, they're just a step above. And it'd be the same if we were looking at some other kind of confederation, the Asian confederation or the African confederation.
2: Hey, the African Um, Cup of Nations is way, in my opinion, is way more serious than what the Gold Cup is. Like if you watch that, those and you see the stadiums, and you see it. And again, refereeing certainly not on the same level. And you could say that. Right. But it just it feels uh, it feels amateurly produced. Um, in most times for the Gold Cup, and that's where I don't think ESPN did a great job of of producing the Euros. I think their studio show was uh, amateur, um, and and downbeat, very down, very like subdued. Like let's grab a pipe and stick it out oh we're gonna talk oh yes Let's the talk NPR, about this. npr style it was a little bit it was very subdued right and you go over to like fox who has you know the the 1000 meter on the complete complete opposite end. i think there's a balance between those two you see that but with the gold cup again it just doesn't it doesn't feel like um it, it's it's these big tournaments so anyway
0: Concacaf will never catch those other other confederations but it's getting better by by the uh, you know having the nation's league and expanding and you get guadalupe and curacao is supposed to and Suriname, yeah, those guys aren't going to beat Mexico now, but you know, it, it they're starting. You know, it's look at look at Iceland. You know, was the flavor of the month a couple years ago? Yep. Iceland kind of came out of nowhere. Not really. They got chances to play in big games, and and they were a team. A lot of guys played friendlies against. Right. Uh, you know, I I'm not saying Curacao and Suriname. Well, Curacao is going to be a good team, but Martinique and some of these other teams. Uh, you know, are starting to come along because they're getting a chance to play.
2: Yeah, no, it it is. And that is the fun thing. I also think that uh, certainly uh, U.S. soccer fans – Um, and and Mexico Mexican soccer fans as well um, underestimate some of these some of these teams um, on a constant basis and so I enjoy watching that part of it as well so always fun just sort of watch but watch for those LA Galaxy players out there Um, I think we got you all five of the the Galaxy players that are missing um, actually got game time what do you know surprise Um, but as we go through group play and whole different things it's always interesting to stay on top of the LA Galaxy uh, players and and where they're going and obviously if there's any injuries or anything that's sort of interesting we're going to bring that up here on the show just sort of uh get you going so we'll see how long those guys are gone uh the final is in august right isn't august 1st august 1st Yeah. yeah in las vegas Yep. sold out. Yep. Sold out. Las Vegas the fact
0: that it's in Las Vegas is actually very good for the galaxy. It's a very short trip home.
2: Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see how that goes along. Here's the LA galaxy weekly schedule. And I bring it up because I see in the chat room, uh, everybody is talking about, you know, getting an injury update on people. You're, you're not going to get injury updates yet this week. That's not, that's not how it's going to work. Greg's going to update everybody on Thursday. That's when we have a media call. Um, and with no games over the weekend, there was no media call this weekend. So basically the last sort of update that we have was the Tuesday media call uh, before the Wednesday night game and then, you know, sort of the the post game media call and there weren't a bunch of injury updates on that one. So um, as far as we're concerned right now, everything remains the same. Uh, Chicharito will be questionable going into this weekend's game. If he's ready, Greg Vanny will play him. If he's not, he's going to sit him and he's already said that that's the case and I know people are sort of sitting there saying, well, he needs to be back and playing. He needs to be healthy and the Galaxy need to make sure he's healthy and there's no point in rushing him right now. So that one will be interesting. We also are waiting for updates on Dan Starris because we heard that maybe perhaps he might be uh, up for this game coming up against Vancouver. We know Derek Williams is back from suspension. So we know that is uh, is something that has happened. So, I mean, as of right now, Derek Williams is starting. Um, That probably puts, uh, you know, revolution back into the central defensive midfielder. Uh, Then we also have to get an update on Sega as well. Um, and so I would imagine everybody is still in that recovery mode, and we will be able to ask Greg Vanny on Thursday. Uh, it's always fun to ask can we get an update on all the injuries? And then, you know, he has to go through and sort of remember all of them um, and where they're at. So I always think that's interesting. But that's what you, you expect we'll hear on Thursday, right, Kevin?
0: Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem like there's any rush to get Dan Steris or Sega back because, you know, they don't need them. I mean, yes, they, if one of them is going to have to be on the bench as right. a backup. But they don't have to start and go out and play 90 minutes at altitude. And, you know, when we're talking about leg injuries, um, you know, muscle injuries, those are the kind of things that linger, bring them back too soon and you could have a problem down the road it could be something that that maybe keeps them doesn't keep them off the field but uh, doesn't allow them to play to their fullest capacity for the rest of the season so I think that's why you know right now we're not we're, what a third of the way into the season mm-hmm. there's a lot of games to go yep. and the toughest part of the schedule is just coming up
2: yeah this is it this July August is going to be uh, going to be brutal we'll get over that uh, schedule here in a second but um, the other thing I wanted to sort of touch on is the Eastern Conference standings Uh New England out in front in that Eastern Conference 24 points 1.85 points per game 13 games played it goes orlando philadelphia montreal nashville new york city and new york red bulls uh those are your top seven in position for playoffs uh and then in the western conference it's seattle sitting at the top again 29 points 2.23 points per game 13 games played so again both them and kansas city who's in second place just two points ahead of the la galaxy who i believe kansas city is playing this weekend but they're not playing midweek next week. And so the LA galaxy look like they'll have a chance to be able to, if they can win this weekend, uh, if they can get, they can get close. And if Kansas city wins, they might have a chance midweek to jump sporting Kansas city, um, with that game in hand. So keep an eye on, That one, as things sort of roll out, Uh, SKC with 26 points, the LA Galaxy with 24 points, just behind the LA Galaxy, Colorado, 20 points. Then you have LAFC, who's climbed up at number five now, RSL at number six. That's another LA Galaxy opponent with 16 points. Uh, Minnesota at seven. You have Houston at eight, Portland at nine. Uh, You have to go all the way down to Vancouver and Dallas, which, again, are two of the three Games the LA Galaxy. So if you're looking at this Galaxy road trip as the standings sit right now, Kevin, the LA Galaxy will play the last place team in the Western Conference. They'll play the sixth place team in the Western Conference, and then they'll play the second to last place team in the Western Conference. Again, we said it might be favorable. That's that's one of the reasons that if you're going to have three games against these three teams, it's not horrible.
0: You know, I, I want to say don't sleep on Colorado, but then I wonder have they they haven't really played that tough a schedule yet. I don't think.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at them, but they are winning games right it's the same with the yellow galaxy they're winning the games that they're sort of supposed to be winning.
1: Yeah. Uh
2: oh yeah i got i got sneezes we'll see if that continues Whew, that was that was a fun one I, I got i hit the mute button though nobody even knew we could we could have played it off without it being a thing but except
0: you ran away from the mic
2: oh i did oh
0: by the way we let's hope the wi-fi is better in japan so i don't like keep like freezing
2: i don't blame the wi-fi we, we know why this is. We've we've discussed this many times. I've like ha- a new computer. I would like to have a word with, with the LA Times technical department, and then we could fix this, and it wouldn't be a problem. If anyway.
0: I find a technical department, I'll have them call you. <laughs>
2: that sounds good. Give yeah. them my number. Um, the other thing I wanted to get to just before, um, just whenever I was almost done sneezing there, uh, Supporters Shield, LA Galaxy in third. So third in the West, third in the Supporters Shield. Uh, maybe the Western Conference is very top-heavy, because right now the one, two, and three teams for the Western Conference are Seattle, Kansas City, and uh, the LA Galaxy. So uh, the top three in the Supporters Shield are also the top three in the Western Conference. There you go. Um, Patrick says, by the way, I really like it. Says Colorado outplayed Seattle for most of their game ten days ago. Seattle's just that wily bunch right now that refuses to, to lose. Uh, reminds me of the LA Galaxy maybe in 2010 or 2011, which was yeah, you know, uh, they're just not going to lose a game. When they have a bad bad day, they don't lose, they draw. Um, Well,
0: Brian Spencer is such a great coach. I was talking to someone who watched the game earlier this year and they watched from behind the net and they kind of studied and they said, it's really interesting what Seattle does is they don't send players in the box to score. It's almost like football where they send players in the box to attract defenders, opening things up for other guys. That's why they're defenders and and holding midfielders and stuff. They're back up. You know, I know they get a lot of goals from Marie Diaz, but they also get a lot of goals from people back up the field because the offensive players run the box take defenders out and it opens it up for guys coming in off the wings. Um, it, that's all by design. I think Brian Smetzer is a very, very, uh, as good as he is and as many awards as he won, still way underappreciated.
2: Yeah, I, I never thought he would last that long at that position. That's a that's a surprise for me. Um, and, you know, I, I get things wrong all the time, so it doesn't surprise me that I was wrong. But it is one of those things you look at and say, Wow, I mean, he's and he has the team that understands what he wants to do too. I mean, that's a veteran-heavy team that understands his system, and he's able to plug in different guys in different ways. They've had injuries, and they're still just plugging right along. No Jordan Morris, you know, no Stephen Fry, and they're fine. Yeah, you no, forget no, Jordan Morris, yeah. Stephen Fry. You have a no Jordan Morris. Wow. No Nico Ladero either. Nico's have been been out. So I mean, Seattle is a formidable opponent, and and as I think we've talked about on this show many times, you don't need to beat Seattle right now. And I thought the LA Galaxy played them really well in their two-on loss. Um, at Dignity Health Sports Park. You don't need to beat them right now. You need to beat them whenever it comes time for the playoffs. That's when it's going to be time to beat them, and so you have time as an LA Galaxy team to grow into that. Um, but as of right now, the the you know the door to MLS Cup goes through Seattle, and that's what the LA Galaxy have to sort of understand is that if you're going to make the playoffs and you want them to take a run at the cup, that you're going to have to go through right now, Sporting Kansas City and Seattle. So you don't have to beat them now, but you have to understand why you lost and be able to beat them whenever the time comes. Well, um, and for the, the Galaxy,
0: Kansas City is a tough place for the Galaxy to win, always has been. But for the rest of the league, Seattle. On turf, it's going to be cold, could be snowing in the playoffs. They're going to have 40,000 people there. Uh, it's a very, you know, Seattle, I think, has lost, hasn't lost a playoff game at home. I'd have to look this up, but my recollection from last year when they went in the playoffs, they haven't lost a playoff game at home since t- 2013. Yeah, uh, It's just everything lines up for them when they're at home. The turf, the cold, the crowd. Uh the distance, it's the farthest MLS city to get to. I mean it's at the top corner of the country. Right. Uh, I guess depending on where you're coming from. If you're coming Va- from Vancouver, Vancouver, it's not yes. that far. Yes. <laughs> Portland. Yes. But you know what I mean? It's yes. it's it's not like in the middle of the country. It's a it's it's way up there. If you look on a map, it's up in the top corner there. Uh,
2: over 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 there somewhere, yes. Um, No, no, I I know what you mean. So, I mean, that's that's one of the things that certainly you have to watch at uh, watch and take a take a look at. Uh, We talk about the three games that are on the road. The Galaxy then will host uh, the Portland Timbers on 730 July 30th. That's a Friday night game, which leaves you open for Saturday on July 31st to come to our live event. Um, we will have some giveaways. Did I say anything about giveaways? There's giveaways. We're working on those. We're going to have some giveaways. We're probably going to have some good giveaways. I'm imagining. I am talking to the LA Galaxy, so I would imagine we can get some fun giveaways to give you as well. But anyway, that's that. Then the August schedule comes out. August 4th, LA hosts RSL. August 8th, LA hosts Vancouver. Wow, those names sound familiar. Are they only playing those teams? Is that, is that how it's working? Sounds like it. Uh, the LA Galaxy on August 14th will travel to Minnesota. Um, then they're home again. So August is more of the home-heavy schedule. They're home again on the seventeenth. They host Colorado. Good matchup. They'll host uh, San Jose on the twentieth. We're going to be at the stadium a lot in August, Kevin. We better buckle up. Um, and then August twenty-eighth is LAFC um, away. So the LA Galaxy will travel to LAFC. Before that is the All-Star game. I think midweek there. So uh, there's a lot of stuff. That so is- do
0: you think the players that from the Galaxy get elected to the All-Star team? You think they're just going to stay? Then in LA for the all-star game and then play the,
2: the what classical. You, you, oh yeah. They're not gonna travel the the twelve miles right. back or wherever it is <laughs> their house. Yeah. Just to stay a climate to that to the altitude change. Um Daniel, by the way, gave us a twenty dollar super chat. Says thanks to you and all your co-hosts for the great podcast. Keep up the great work in Galaxy. Thank you, Daniel. We appreciate that. Um let's get to the one sort of discussion piece that i wanted to get to and we don't often have times for some of these like fun little discussion pieces as we look um just because the 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 year sort of gets away and we have multiple games to talk about and things sort of get crazy um but as as i told everybody on thursday night i did a solo show so go back and listen to that thursday night show it was a fun one um not a lot of pressure there to to not have anything um over the weekend so i always enjoy those i was wearing my 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 roy kent Jersey Um, I had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My AFC Richmond Roy Kent Jersey. So um, was all set there. Um, And uh, I talked about how, uh, you know, the LA Galaxy are looking for a second striker and they have been looking for a second striker. It's not like this is a new problem. They suddenly saw they just they wanted to focus on some of the problems that they had and they have. And now the last one they have is finding that second striker. But there isn't a lot of room for that second striker, right? It's not like they have a whole bunch of cap space just sitting there waiting to be, you know, paid out to to all these guys um, who are the second strikers. But there's been an argument in the Discord and sort of maybe on Twitter too. Um, people sort of saying, well, you know, Greg Vanny, he's not going to get, you know, like an aging superstar or, or an aging star to come in and play, you know, second striker. That's not how he wants a young player that's going to develop and be with the team for, you know, the next four or five years if he's getting a second striker. And I'm sitting there saying, pump the brakes on that. Greg Vanny's and Dennis DeClose are going to find somebody who fits the system for sure. But they're also going to find somebody who they can use. And if that's a short-term use in with a lower sort of cash value, cash outlay, then absolutely I could see them going for somebody like, and we talked about Kai Kamara um, before. Now, I don't think they're going to go after Kai Kamara, right? But he's 36 years old. He certainly doesn't fit the, we're going to build, you know, something around here, but you know, Bruce arena did this very well and continues to do this. Well is yes, you have your core players. You have your guys who are going to be here for the next three, four, five years. And you keep adding to that as you keep going, but there are guys who are going to be timed out. Sasha question is going to eventually have to leave this team, right? Like he's not going to be here in four years, right? Everybody realizes I, at least I don't expect him to Sasha may totally prove me wrong. That's fine too. Um, But he's not going to, you know, Victor Vasquez cannot be with the LA galaxy for the next five years, right? That's a shorter term thing. So Greg Vanny has put short term players on the bench, before, so I don't think that excludes it. So, Kevin, in your mind, is you know who? How does the LA Galaxy find a second striker um, in in this particular one?
0: Well, I think they could post an ad on Craigslist. Um, that would be where I would go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're right. I did talk to Dennis about this uh, after you and I talked about it, and he said, yeah, they're definitely looking for somebody, but he definitely gave me the impression that it was, um, a journeyman type guy, right. somebody that's not going to cost them a ton of money. Uh again, someone that is fills a a short uh a, you know, short gap, just a, a get us through this season kind of a guy. Right. Um the Kai Kamar, I know that name's come up a lot and it's intriguing. Here's a guy who's very productive, but also a guy that scores a lot of goals and moves every year. Yes. And you wonder why that is. That's uh, the internal question. It's you know, one on one hand, it's every somebody wants him. He's always wanted every year, yeah. But he always leaves. And so that means the team's ready to give him up. Why is that? Um, the galaxy have a tremendous dressing room right now. Uh, if there's any question about, uh, Kai Kamara, uh, fitting in with that dressing room, I, I would urge them not to do it. They don't need it that much. Um, who do they get? I mean, I, you know, you think you look around and, and guys like a Corey Baird who fit in really well at, at LAFC. Again, a kind of a journeyman guy. Maybe I don't. I don't know anyone that's out there. I don't know any names that are out there. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think that's the kind of guy that you want, and, and those kind of guys can make a difference. You say, well, he didn't score a ton of goals. Yeah, but if he's if he's a hold up guy, if he can clear some space for Chicharito, that would be a really good addition. You know, the one guy I'm looking forward to see in the second half or when teams are back at full strength. What's Jonathan Dos Santos going to look like when he has a holding midfielder behind him? When he really gets to play that box to box role, is he going to be really good? You're nodding your, you're shaking your head. You don't think so. It's it's
2: it's such an I, I I I sort of you know I did the solo discussion about Jonathan Dos Santos and what you do with him. I mean, so if everybody's healthy, and that's you know we always play that game. That's a big if, right? We always say there's no there's no rule that says everybody has to be healthy. So we have to put that in perspective first. The other part about it is, um, is what are you going to do with him? if Because if you have everybody healthy, then you have Revolution, who you definitely want to start, right? You have Jonathan Dos Santos, who you definitely want to start. You have Victor Vasquez, who, in my mind, you definitely want to start. You have Sebastian Legette, who you definitely want to start. There's an odd man out there. You can't have four central midfielders, at least not in how sort of Greg is playing and, and certainly not with all the wingers that they have. Um, and so I look at that and I sit there and I say... Like, what, what is that going to do? How is that going to work for the LA Galaxy? And so, like, even just you saying, I can't wait to see how Jonathan Dos Santos is going to play with Revolution. It's like, well, is he going to get to play with him next year? I mean, in my mind, Victor Vasquez trumps a lot of what Jonathan Dos Santos does, and I think Victor Vasquez is super important. I'm not saying there's not a role for Jonathan Dos Santos, but who sits on the bench? One of those guys is sitting what? on the bench.
0: I think Vasquez does because he's 34 and they're gonna play a game every other day. I think I think he plays a lot. I just don't think he plays every game just right. because of squad management. I just Jonathan's been playing out of position and Sebastian's been playing out of out of position. Um, you know, the the other part of that is you, you might say, Well, you know, let let Grancier have a breather, let you know, sit him down and, and maybe push Sebastian up or something like that. You got to get Sam uh Grancier started, and yeah. he was so close to a goal. Yeah, you almost need to play him until he gets. 'Cause otherwise it's just gonna weigh on him. And now you got Cabral going a little bit and he's probably gotta stay in there. Once those guys get a goal or two and get a little bit of the league under their belt, then yeah, I think then you can the squad management uh and, and set them a little bit. But I think those guys gotta play every week right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. But I mean so even if you're rotating out, right? Even if you say Vasquez plays a lot but he doesn't play, it's like you're rotating. somebody's sitting on the bench. Every single game, somebody who's who could be a starter is that that means Jonathan Dos Santos is sitting on the bench. That means Sebastian Legette is sitting on the bench occasionally. You know, that means that's what that those lineup implications mean. And it's interesting to see that, in my opinion, that with revolution there in two games and certainly small sample size and seeing that we haven't gotten the best out of Jonathan Dos Santos, um, or at least we haven't seen the best from Jonathan Dos Santos in the last Uh, Certainly this season, I don't think there's been any outstanding or superior performances by him that you really sit there and go earning that designated player money. Um, When we watch that play, to me, Jonathan Dos Santos seems like he might be an expendable piece. And in a contract year, an expendable piece usually means that that piece is not coming back. So I I think it's really it's uh, going to be, you know, Greg Vanny's really going to be paying attention to what Jonathan Dos Santos brings, because as this goes through the next, you know, year, the rest of this year, you're determining, Dynastocloso, so Greg Vanny, you're determining what the future with Jonathan Dos Santos is.
0: Well, and speaking of contracts, don't forget, Efrain Navarez is just about ready to sign one of those Julian Araujo type long term deals that lock him up so the Galaxy can cash in on the transfer. Yep. Um, I expect that to be done. It could be done before the end of the month. I know they're very close to having it finished.
2: Yeah. Oh, with Efrain? Brian? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it'll be uh, it I like you said. I think we talked about it that that contract sort of was slowed down by the fact he was going off and playing with Mexico and that type of thing. So yeah, I mean, and I
0: I never understand understood that. I mean, they're in the United States. Don't they have fax machines or
2: email wherever he's going? Yeah, very well could be. Um, on this roster now, I have thirty-two names. Uh, for the LA Galaxy. Now, the interesting part of this is that we know Eric Lopez is loaned down to to Galaxy 2. Um, The other person who got loaned out sort of quietly, which we didn't see in order to put Revolution on the roster, was Carlos Harvey, who takes up an international slot. It looks like he was loaned down to Galaxy 2 as well, although I don't know that I've seen him play down with Galaxy 2 and I missed the game. I think that was last night or the night before. Um, So... Uh, Looking at all that, uh, the LA Galaxy have a roster of 30, exactly 30. Uh, We were told that People Gonzalez was going to get a green card. We haven't seen that sort of applied yet. So whether or not there was a slowness in getting that and that forced the move on Carlos Harvey. But right now, People Gonzalez is holding sort of a ghost spot um, because I, I don't expect that we'll see People Gonzalez playing with the LA Galaxy this year. I think if you're the LA Galaxy, you hope that People Gonzalez isn't playing because that means that you went through a lot of other center backs in order to get down to him. But uh, he's
0: costing them a lot of money.
2: And and I th- I would hope that they're doing everything they can to move him in this transfer window. I don't know if that happens. Right. But I think that's the hope. And there was a lot of talk about him going back to Costa Rica to play. Um, and I I think, was interesting and um, in the thing. So um, and by the way, they are saying that Harvey was on the bench, maybe. And per- perhaps Harvey played in the last Los, G- Los game. So he is getting playing time with LA Galaxy, too. But expect that that loan happened because they needed that roster spot for Revolution whenever he came on in order to put him on the on the roster. So just sort of keep that in mind. You
0: know, the last minute, last I think it was the last actually, last minute of the game in, in stoppage time with Dallas. A lot of guys. I think three guys got their debuts, right?
2: Yes, yes, that is true. Um, Jonathan Perez, I think, Augie Williams, and who was the third? The <sighs> draft pick, the defender. Oh, uh, Josh Drack. Drack. Yes. Yeah, Drack. So yeah, I believe those were the three that made their MLS uh, debuts in that in that last sort of uh, run out <laughs> game.
0: Yeah, kind of. Everyone kind of totally missed that, but congratulations to those guys. I mean, you know, r- regardless of whatever happens from here on in. Um, they played uh, top-tier soccer in the United States. They're professional soccer players now.
2: Yeah, it was Aguirre, by the way. It was Aguirre who, who got that debut. It was Aguirre, um, Augie Williams, and Drac. I think those were the three that made their MLS debut. I forgot that Aguirre got, got, is, got signed to an MLS deal, not the loan deal that Josh Track was a hardship loan um extreme hardship loan up so josh track most likely back down with g2 now that the galaxy are getting defenders back that type of thing um so we'll we'll see how that goes but yeah
0: i, I always love to see those guys in any sport make their debut and and i you know it, there were too many other things going on to ask Greg Vanny, but it kind of looked like you know it's the last minute of a the game they're up by two goals it almost looked like he said hey guys you know i want i i, I want to reward you for for coming out here and helping us out you know, go go make your MLS debut, which is a great thing if that's how... It, I, that's how I would think it went down. That's why I want to think it went down.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it is, you know, and, and like we've talked about so much, uh, you know, people Gonzalez really does cost a lot of money. That opens, if the LA Galaxy can move them, that opens some cap space for them. So we're talking about a second a striker? A second
0: striker,
2: yeah. That's it. That's that's where you're looking for right now. And so, again, uh, don't close your eyes to the fact that it looks like Greg Vanny and these guys um, will be able to fill that second striker role. I just don't know how they're going to fill it. And if they can't, then it's a serious liability for the Galaxy. I mean, we've seen it. I don't think Kevin Cabral is going to be able to play that striker role. He, can, I think he plays a winger. I think he can play a winger just great. I just don't know if he's that striker. And so without any depth there and yes, you have Augie Williams. Yes, you have Ethan Zubak. There's a drop-off there. Um, well, and, th-
0: and we're talking about Chicharito with the calf, the one that kept him out for two months last year. It's back again this year. I don't know how serious it is, but if it's bothering him enough now, it's bothering him enough to miss a game in the playoffs perhaps. Yeah. And you want to go into the playoffs with Ethan Zubak and Augie Williams as your Choices at striker, nothing. Yeah. Guys, but neither one of them is
2: Chicharito. Yeah, it is neither is Chicharito. I, I agree with that. So, so definitely. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. But have you ever
0: seen have you ever seen them together in the same
2: room? I, I haven't. I haven't. So that's you know something to keep an eye on, right? Yeah. Um just a reminder, the LA Galaxy will play the Vancouver Whitecaps uh this game at Rio Tinto Stadium in Sandy, Utah. That comes up at seven PM Pacific time. So that's an eight PM mountain time start. Uh kickoff itself is at seven oh eight PM. Most of the Spectrum games, by the way, are on the eights. Just keep that in mind whenever you're looking. So if it's a seven thirty game, it's seven thirty-eight, seven o'clock game, it's seven oh eight. Um but that game will be on Spectrum Sportsnet. No whining. You've been told beforehand, get your VPNs or do whatever you need to do in order to find the game. Um so we'll we'll do that. All right. Uh, anything else, Kevin, that you want uh, to you want to talk about? I really like the show.
0: It's called From the Box, since the Galaxy are scoring all their goals from the box. It's like, come here and get a goal.
2: Yes, yes. I always explain this, and I swear the light bulb turns on from somebody every time we call it Corner of the Galaxy from the Box because obviously from the penalty box, that's one of the, from inside the 18 is inside the box. Um, and then also uh, from the box is the press box as well. And being we both sit in the press box, that's why this show is Corner of the Galaxy from the Box. That's why we have, you know, Corner of the Galaxy, Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, Corner of the Galaxy from the spot haha ha, another that, one yeah that would that's, be good that's one we do um, that's like the after the game sort of uh, sort of reporting that I do a little stand-up I've just flew in from Vegas and bore well, my arms tired um,
0: corner of the galaxy from the tap room
2: from the tap room from the tap in. Maybe maybe okay. we maybe we could figure out. Yeah, there's got to be something going on there. But yeah, uh, just a reminder again, just in case you haven't heard me the first 30 or 40 times, uh, live show coming up on July 31st. Uh, tickets can be found at cornerofthegalaxy.com live. Uh, $5 tickets, go ahead and sign up there um, and then we'll see you. I'll give you more details as it comes out. Um, 4.30 p.m. doors open, 5.30 p.m. live show starts. So plenty of time to get some food, get some drinks before the show starts. Then we'll do a show from uh, 5.30 to 7, basically a 90 minute show and then birthday beers after that. Um, I think you yeah, have,
0: a typo shouldn't that be tap shouldn't that be apostrophe s
2: no and apparently not no. i don't i don't look at me don't why why would you even question any that, of this?
0: that's really close to your office by the
2: way it is it's close to the studio everybody knows that um it's right down okay. the street so that's why you uh that's why you do it aaron points out by the way i also used to do corner of the galaxy short corner see that was another one because those were shorter podcasts Um, There we go. Michael Ramirez, by the way, gave us a quick uh, $5 super chat says, once again, I'm asking Josh to sneak me into his birthday podcast. Michael, you just paid me $5. You could have used that $5 to buy the ticket to get in. So that I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, by the way, again, very serious. If you can't afford it, show up anyway, you're not going to be kicked out. Everybody's welcome. This we're treating this more as a donation. We appreciate your support. Obviously, what you do here on the channel, the super chats, everything you guys do is amazing. um, And we can't wait to see you out there. I'm so pumped for this. I cannot handle it. Like I love doing this.
0: It's like NPR or PBS again. It's like you you know make a donation, but if you can't, you can still listen to the show.
2: That's right. That's right. We just we just appreciate it. And if you can't do any of that, uh, M- Michael, there's no underage. There's it's all ages. You could, if you're yeah. three years old, you can show up. Imagine that Jake is going to be there. My my eighteen month, nineteen month old. Um, he'll be almost. If you 20 make months. a
0: donation, you get a tote bag.
2: N- no, there's no tote. There's oh. no DVD of of the thing. There's not a seven set DVD of all the places in Europe you could travel to. Thanks, Rick Steves. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's where we're at. Uh, I think we're good.
0: The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is underwriting the
2: I would gladly take a billion or so dollars to have this event. So that's fine with me. All right. Uh, that does it. We will go on Thursday again, get you ready for this game against Vancouver. Tell you what happened in the media call as well. So that Thursday show will be an important one. Uh, make sure you check that one out uh, live right here, corner of the galaxy.com. Anything yeah, else? We'll see me? you
0: next time. From, yeah. We'll see you next time from Tokyo. Oh yeah.
2: Maybe, that, maybe. we'll see if you, we'll see maybe. if you go, we'll if you don't go, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. you. You at least want to go get the points. So hopefully you fly I want.
0: There. Yeah. If I land and they say the Olympics are canceled, you have to go back. Yes. The airline points.
2: Yes, absolutely. 100%. All right. If you're looking for Mr. Uh, Kevin Baxter on Twitter, it's at KBaxter11. Please head on over to corner of the galaxy, uh, or excuse me, latimes.com. That's where you can find all of Kevin's writings. He has a great newsletter that's out there as well. Check that out. It comes out uh, every, let's see, it's every Tuesday morning. Yeah, Tuesday morning because it's Monday, the whole deal. Yeah, so Tuesday morning. So make sure you check that out. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at J Guessman, J G U E S M A N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast, corner the live show, July 31st. Get your tickets corner of the galaxy.com click on the live button the link for the tickets is right there for you all right hopefully we'll see you there hopefully we'll see you at the game coming up the end of the month hopefully you'll be watching the la galaxy take on the vancouver whitecaps coming up this weekend all right for mr kevin the pant baxter i'm josh pato guessman you've been listening you've been watching to corner of the galaxy from the box on corner of the galaxy.com. have a great one everybody you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast
1: on corner of the galaxy.com